Hello, people of the pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It is your favorite podcast host, Mary. It is your favorite weekly anime podcast, anime double play. And yes, you guessed it, I am here alone. Thomas, surprisingly, ditched me for poker. And I had a work event tonight, so I couldn't I didn't know what time I would be getting back, so I couldn't find a co-host because I didn't want to promise a time and then not make it. So it is me. I have drank two Manhattans and am now drinking whiskey by myself, and I'm here to talk to you about some anime. So get excited. It's going to be a little fun. It's going to be a little tipsy, and we are going to have a great time. Uh, yeah. How are you guys? I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a good week. I'm here. I'm doing fine. I went to the office today and then we had a happy hour afterwards for an um, retirement party for some C-suite guy who has been working at the company for 15 years. The day in the office sucked. Sucked so hard that I drank the drinks I drank. But um, the party was fun. The thing with my company is the work is really like annoying and difficult, but it's a good company and the people are good and it's a good place to work. So it's like, it's like 60% yay, 40% set yourself on fire, but the 60% is what it's all about, you know? So it was a really fun time. I really enjoy the people I work with. I work hard at my job and I'm always happy to be there. But more importantly, I am happy to be here with you guys right now to talk about anime. How was my week in anime, you ask? Thank you, Thomas. I didn't think you'd ask. Um, pretty good. Still playing Final Fantasy VI. Very close to Endgame. Very scared of Endgame because I feel like I'm very underleveled. But that happens in time, right? Only way to find out is to play the game. Follow me, Twitch TV slash Kenshin's Girl. Um, in anime, I've watched the first two episodes of Cyberpunk edge runners oh god cyberpunk i'm searching it yeah cyberpunk edge runners the new trigger edge runner sound sounded wrong but that's it i'm watching i've watched two episodes with my husband we've watched the english dub it's very good the dub's very good because the um the main character is uh hispanic so like the accents are really good on the mom and on him and it feels very alive um really enjoying it the music the soundtrack is super good and i'm really digging that i did not know until after i watched the first two episodes that it's based off the game cyberpunk 2077 and that universe so i have not played that game if you have not played that game two episodes in i can still say watch the anime because i'm very much enjoying it even though i don't know what's i don't know the game like the universe doesn't really matter so far it's very character driven that could change but as of right now two episodes in again really enjoying it besides that new anime stuff that's really it um Manga's been good, as Thomas has said in the Discord, which you can get to on AnimeDoublePlay.com. We would love to have you. We have a great Discord community. See, I can promo myself sometimes. Um, Akane Banashi's been great. Oh, oh, I wanted to talk to Thomas about this. Let me pull up my Shonen Jump app. There's two new Shonen Jump series right now. Ooh, new Kaiju number eight today. I have to read that. Um... Ginka and Gluna is a new series. There's only one chapter out right now. It's about this girl who lives in this Arctic world and she becomes a witch and she gets trained by a snowman she builds. But the snowman comes to life and trains her and then she realizes that her snowman that has come to life and has trained her for years is a past like magician guy who lost his body and his soul got embound in the snowman. So they're going to start traveling the world together to train and also try and like stop him from being a snowman. 
Promise I'm not making that up. Interesting first chapter. Art was pretty good. It's by Shinpei Watanabe. I don't know what else he's done, if he's done anything else. I believe that's due for another um, another Google search. Shinpei Watanabe. Let's see. Eh, nothing's really coming up. So who knows? But it was good enough that I'm going to keep reading it. It's definitely stronger than the other new Shonen Jump series right now, which is Tokyo Demon Bride Story. You can imagine what it's about. A boy and girl in childhood promise to marry each other until the boy moves away. When the, ten years later, the boy is grown up, has forgotten his childhood promise, is living his life in Tokyo. The girl comes back saying, you promised to marry me, we must get married, but the girl is actually a demon. And shenanigans ensue? Question mark? Two episodes, two episodes, two chapters out right now. Ah, it's as you would imagine. It's going to be fine. Who's to say? Um, yeah, we'll see. Not super digging either of them. Definitely more looking forward to Ginka and Gluna over Tokyo Demon Bride Story. But again, only one way to find out, and that's to read it. What else am I reading? Akane Banashi is very good. Um, Witch Watch was really weird this week. It got very into how to treat raw denim. Because the main character really likes vintage clothes and wears raw denim jeans. Very weird. Uh, but I do like that show. Blue Box is becoming worse and worse with every chapter. But um, not everyone would agree with me on that. My hero took a break. I dropped Earth Child. I'm not digging Shoha Shoten, which is the, um, the comedy duo anime by the artist of Death Note that my brother is very into. I'm not super feeling it right now. Takashi Obata does the art. Um... But I'm really digging Akane Banashi, the Rakugo manga. If you enjoyed um, Rakugo Shinju, you should definitely read Akane Banashi. I would actually recommend watching that show before reading Akane Banashi because I didn't know anything about Rakugo before then. And it's a great, what? it's a great show, obviously. I think it won drama of the year in 2017 or 18, question mark. But overall, it's just a good show that people should be watching. And it's uh, a great learning experience on Rakugo to go into that manga. And yeah, what else am I doing? Um, oh, I also caught up in the, the dub of Natsume Yujincho. And the new episode comes out tomorrow. comes out on Fridays. I'm very excited because I love that show, as you could have guessed. And um, yeah, like... Episode 6 of Natsume Yujincho with the Sparrow Girl. Oh my god. It's just so good. I'm actually going to open the app right now and make sure I quoted that it's episode 6. It could be 5. That is the episode. You get that far into the show and that episode is how you know whether you like the show or not. Because that episode is... Yeah, episode 6. Swallow at the Lake Bottom. That episode in itself is what Natsume Yujincho is. And it's such an impactful, beautiful Iyashike that like, if you don't like that episode of Natsume Yujincho, you should just stop watching it because there's no point. Um, it's slow. It's interesting. You learn a lot about Japanese folklore. It's fun. But that episode is such a great example of the spine of that show. And I love this show. It's a very fun show. I started watching it a couple years ago when I lived alone. And it was just a great thing to stop by after work, watch a couple episodes, do something else, go back. It's a really cheerful, easy show. I'm so happy they're dubbing it because it really deserves it. And Adam Gibbs, who's the voice actor for Natsume Takashi, main character, also voices... You've heard me say this before. Also voices Taichi in the English dub of Chihaya Furu, and I think it's such a good choice for a lot of reasons. One, I love Tai Chi. Shocker, everyone gasp in unison. Two, um, 
Chiai Furu relies on very inherent Japanese themes, right? It's the Japanese poems. It's hearing Japanese sounds and reacting and slapping cards. And Adam Gibbs does such a phenomenal job as Taichi. Taichi's a very logical, calculating character. And he thinks about the sounds before each move. He goes over all his options. And his portrayal of those lines is so good. His delivery is amazing. So having him play Natsume, who's dealing with a lot of Jap... I mean, Book of Friends, right? It's all a list of names, being able to pronounce those names properly, pronounce the yokai name properly. It's really important, especially in a show like this. And he does such a spectacular job that I'm so happy that he's the dude who's playing him. So... I, at first, I was very concerned about the voice for um, Nyako-sensei's VA. In English, he sounds very different from the Japanese VA. But um, a couple episodes in, I've gotten used to him. It's a different choice, but it's still a good choice. It's like in the Kiki dub, how Kiki is like an old guy. Not Kiki, excuse me. Gigi the cat sounds like, like a funny old man in the English, but has the squeaky Japanese voice in Japanese. It's that difference that's a huge difference, but could still work. The Nyako-sensei voice, I feel, is a huge difference, but it still works in context once you give it a chance. So I believe those episodes, they don't come out every Friday because I have Crunchyroll open and the next episode's out right now. But watch this show, especially if they dub the whole thing. It's six se six seasons, yeah. It's almost... I thought it was seven. I wish it was seven. Let me just check quick. Yeah, it's six seasons of great episodic and sometimes two or three episode stories about like humanity and striving to be better and like the things we all face. So hell yeah, that show. Go watch it. Give me one second to take a sip of my drink and then we will continue. Woo. All right. So next up, our weeklies. To start, we have our anime watch-along that only I'm doing because Thomas is not doing it. And there's people in the Discord doing it, which I appreciate. We are on episodes 7 and 8 of Spice and Wolf. I only watched episode 7 because I was watching it and I was really excited. And I was like, no, I'm going to... Because like last arc, I watched too much and then I had to take a break. I was like, no, I need to stop watching after one episode and then I'll watch the second episode before the pod because I'll just keep watching it because I'm really enjoying it right now. And I forgot to watch the second episode. So I only watched seven. But episode seven was so good because it's just Lawrence and Holo flirting the entire time. All they do is flirt with each other, which is the reason I watch the show. I am not here for economics. I am only here for the shoujo trash, as you've guessed. And um, it was so good. It's just them like poking each other and doing quick quips and then dancing a little. And they have that scene in the staircase. Ow, ow. Like, so good. Big fan. Very happy I'm watching Spice and Wolf again. And it was also good when I was watching it. I had like, I had a long day. I was, I was laying after work. I wasn't tired. It was like 11 p.m. I was like, what am I going to do to unwind before bed? And I had a cup of tea and I put on episode seven of Spice and Wolf season two. And holy crap, it was the medicine the doctor ordered. So I promise I will watch episode eight tomorrow probably work has been really crazy but i'll try to watch it tomorrow and i'll comment in the discord on it so you can hear my thoughts since i haven't been able to speak about it previously because i haven't watched it yet but really good show really good show question mark or do i just like it i think subjectively i like it objectively i don't understand the economics of it and it could be because i'm not stupid i'm a smart human being i'm really good in english i minored in english i'm good in the humanitarian arts i'm not good at math and science so it could just be that that's like my low point but i don't know or care what they're doing economically like whatever i just want to go to yoits and see my girl be happy and i want lawrence to get a smooch you know, that's kind of where I'm at. So that's where I'm going to stay. 
And that's it. All right, let me pull up my list. Man, I still have a Yumu and Prince of Tennis on my list. It's been such a long time. I haven't even started them. Okay. Made an abyss. So we didn't do a pod last week because I was away. Oh, yeah, I was away. I went to a bachelorette party for someone who I know pretty well, but I'm best friends with the groom, which is kind of why I'm in the wedding. And uh, I hung out with all the chicks, which was fine. We did goat yoga, which was fun. I could have, they could have incorporated more goat into goat yoga. It was just like kind of at the end. I would have liked the goats to be more thoroughly incorporated into the practice. But we do what we can. And then we hung out at their house and we went out to a steakhouse, which was dope. Then we went out to a club. One club was really bad. The other club, they only played music between like 2003 and 2012, which was the time where I actually listened to the radio. I wasn't even drinking at that point. I just danced. I had a great time. Um, But anyway, that's why we're commenting on two episodes, two weeks of episodes made in abyss question mark so the episode last week was real uh, i almost said was really good it was good the ending was really good having reg remember and then like cry to fopta and be on top of her and be like how can i stop you like what can i do and the hanavese caradina is playing in the background which is my jam and it um Rico blows the white whistle and he transforms and there's this fight it was just very impactful and good and I'm like this is what I like about Made in Abyss the big issue with Made in Abyss this season is that they're not exploring and it's difficult because I want them to do that but what can you do also the beginning of that episode with Nanachi um there was no opening it was Nanachi saying goodbye to Midi again even though she's kind of a fake Really stupid plot point. I'm happy that's behind us. It was so annoying. But Nanachi is one of the best things about the show. So it's great to have her back. So I'm happy she's back. Happy she's in action. We're going to take it from there. It's going to be dope. But um, those were the best things about last episode. The new episode was okay. I don't really care about Fopta. I don't want her to grow up. Not grow up. (laughs) I don't want her to grow up. I don't want her to join up. I don't want her to join the party and like come with us. She can stay here or die. I don't I don't want anything from this season to stick with us <laughs> into the future. I will say though, Beloff's final moment was great where he can somehow never explain, don't worry about it, can make people smell memories, which in its core, uh, Ganon won't like this because he can't smell. Oh, um, you can literally like smell memories. When I go down into my parents' basement, to me, it smells my basement. I smell it, and I smell Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy X. Like those are just the memories I get when I smell that basement smell. It's not a bad smell. Basement smell probably sounds like it smells bad, but it doesn't. It's just like an inherent smell of that room, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm 11 again, and I'm playing these video games. So I love how they tie that together. They don't explain how he can do that, but he's also a flying serpent, so don't worry about it. But that was really cool. And having Fopta see Irumui's past was really cool. Seeing that her mother's life was not just total torture and that even though she was abandoned, she did have a mother in Vueco and she could have also seen him a mother slash father in Beloff, which is why Beloff was so traumatized when he realized he was eating her aborted children. Again, made an abyss. Great show. Um, but that was really cool. But besides that, there's this like big battle. Fapta gets like thrown away by all these monsters because the force field's going away. And then she wakes up and eats all these other demons. And it looks like it's like hours or days past like three minutes we're still trying to get Rico out of the room and she wakes up and she's this like giant demon chick now it's like it seemed like a much longer period of time but whatever um Nanachi's entrance into that episode was great with like the fishing rod and the cool new helmet and the headdress thing go team she does like one thing though and then kind of runs off to get reg and never comes back don't worry about it um, Rico is just tired after blowing a whistle. Again, good job, Rico. You're actively doing nothing. But 
things are getting better. It's definitely better than the beginning of the season. I'm still thoroughly disappointed in this season. I think it's just the setting. Like, the thing that hooked me to Made in Abyss is the exploration. It's like, into the unknown. Like, we don't know where we're going. We're ex- we're excited, but it's also scary. But we're also learning And this we're just in one place learning about value and currency and trading. It's basically the part I don't like about Spice and Wolf. (laughs) Maybe that's it. But, um, yeah, what can you do? I'm, I'm happy the show exists. I'm happy I'm still watching it. Season one in the movie was just so much better. And that's the reality we have to deal with. But again... That's my opinion, and I'm allowed to say that because right now it is solely my podcast. All right, like a Rico, like a Rico, we've got some stuff going on in like a Rico. Last week, last week, we had Chisato's like coming of age ceremony with the kimono. She is, she's best girl of the year. Okay, Anya. Okay, Maureen. Chisato wins. Like, I love her. She's so great. She's also badass. She's also fun. She can also be serious. Like, she's everything into a ball of energy, which is what you want. Um, My computer just fell asleep because I didn't touch it enough. I hope I didn't lose my recording. Oh, I still have it. That's a little scary. There we go. All right, guys. Everything's fine. Um, Love Chisato. She gets her coming-of-age story with Teach story moment with teach teach is so upset he's like i'm so sorry i did this to you this is all my fault and she's like no it's all good like it's gonna be okay i'm happy i know you thank you for like giving me a life even though it was short i'm happy i had it it was emotional and wonderful and great then uh yoshi-san gets kidnapped but also semi has a replacement heart for chisato question mark which he's not using because he ordered his secretary to shut her down don't worry about it Takina kind of gets a, gets a sense of this plan while doing her DA thing and is trying to spring into action. It's a good setup episode. The one thing I'm really liking about Like Oriko is that they're setting up their finale early because the difficulty that anime originals have is that they try to wrap everything up in an episode or two and a lot of the time that's not enough. This finale arc started like a week and a a week ago, two weeks ago. So it's good. They're ho- if they can land the ending, it will feel natural because it's been ramping up for a good amount of time. It's not just like, oh God, we have to end it. And then they end it rap- randomly. Like this is all good. The pacing in the show has been good. If they can just make the ending fine, the show gets an eight for me. I'm really enjoying it. This week's episode... Chisato, okay, this is crazy. Chisato and Teach gotta save Yoshi-san. They get all dressed. They have their machine gun. They have their rifle. They drive to the place. Teach drops Chisato off and leaves. You got dressed up, dude. You are out of your kimono. You are in your battle clothes. You're just gonna drop her off? You're not gonna help? Whatever. So, whatever. Uh, Chisato does, goes, does her hot, awesome like chorus thing takina realizes something is up leaves her mission with the da which is questionable goes tries and saves chisato gets there just in time epic amazing awesome my only issue with this is they it's a great callback they have their thing i will call you twice and hang up right away after one ring or three times whatever if you don't pick up i will come and save you cool That happens in the warehouse. Awesome. We know who it is. We know who's coming. It's a great callback. Awesome. It, Takina has Chisato's phone. She has it. She calls Yoshi-san's phone because that's the phone on the ground. How does she have Yoshi-san's number? Did Yoshi-san give it to her outside the bar, the exclusive bar when they met? Did they exchange it once at the coffee shop? It's a very minor plot hole, but it's a plot hole that bothers me. It's a great callback to a semi-joke earlier in the season. So it's like, oh wait, she was serious, because that happens and you know she's coming. And Shisato knows she's coming. And the timing of her entrance is perfect. She saves the day. It's 2v1 now. We got this all on lock. But it's like, how did she, how did she do that? 
because it's a plot point that Takina has Chisato's phone because Takina calls Kurumi to search the phone, which is how we find the picture of Yoshi-san being kidnapped, which yada, yada, yada. So that's my only complaint there. But besides that, again, I really like this show. I'm digging the show. It's super fun. Like, the show is great. So, A++. And I think that is all the stuff I'm watching, unfortunately. I mean, season's kind of light. I didn't end up watching Prince of Tennis. I know, I'm going to hell. Um, I would watch a Yumu dubbed but not subbed. Oh, next next week? Yeah, next week I'm going to go see Goodbye Don Gleese and go to Buffalo Wild Wings, which was apparently enough to be a topic of discussion. Um, I'll let you guys know how that goes. I'll write a review when I get out of the movie. I'm really excited just to go see, like, a, a fun coming-of-age, like, preteen movie i don't know i think it's gonna be very refreshing because we're gonna be watching so much anime next season guys 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 golden kamui it's gonna be so good but i'm excited to watch this movie about something i don't know about i actually on anime news network let me look it up quick they just did they just released their review of it John Gleese. I can't spell. There we go. Here's the review for John Gleese. I always just scroll down and go to like the spark notes. They gave overall B plus, story B plus, animation A minus, art A minus, music B plus. The prose, strong humor and characters, believable dialogue and depiction of male friendships. Cons, film escalates too quickly in its second half. Not as much, uh, not as much as Iceland as you expect. That's definitely a typo. Not as much of Iceland as you'd expect. I didn't even know the movie took place in Iceland. So that'll be fun. But yeah, I would say a B plus is a good rating. So I'm excited to go see it. Really quick review there. Um, I thought this the, uh, the director of this was the director of Oh Maiden in Your Savage Season. Uh, let me just look that up quick. Who directed that? Mario Kata. Oh, I'm not close. Who is this? Let me look up. If you're... Oh, I was just a little off. The first line of the of the review. If you're familiar with Atsuko Ishi, Ishizuka's previous original anime, A Place Further Than the Universe, which is critically acclaimed, then you're already prepared for a good deal of goodbye, Donkleys. I knew it was something about girls. <laughs> I said, oh, made in your savage season. It was a place further than the universe. They're more similar than you think. I wasn't that far off. Okay. I like that show. Thomas did not that did not watch that show. I watched it alone. I think it was the same season as Keep Your Hands Off Azoken. I think it was winter 2018. And um, Yuri Moi, which is what it's called, the nickname in Japanese, it made it on the New York Times top shows of 2018. I remember that because I, I saw that article and I was like, yeah, boy. So that's a really good show. So yeah, in good hands with the director. I'm excited to, to watch it. And again, I will totally let you guys know how it is. But okay, I have a weird topic for this week. So let's get into it. We're going to be talking about something very near and dear to my heart. Something that I don't get to talk a lot about because... I mean, recently I've been talking more about it, but you'll understand why. This is more of a, a personal story than like a synopsis or a review. But I feel like people grow up with certain things and this is just a series that I've grown up with. And because it's something that was very singularly mine as I get into I'm a it's it kind of works that I can talk about it alone because I'm by myself right now, obviously. Um, I'm here to talk to you guys about Bleach. Because Bleach is not just an anime for me or a manga. It's basically like a personality trait. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, 
yes, I love Rurouni Kenshin. Obviously, I'm Kenshin's girl. Like, yes, I grew up like watching Naruto and all this stuff. But like, Bleach is important to me and different for me in a lot of ways. And with the new season coming out somehow spectacularly, yet we won't be able to watch it because Disney Plus. Um, I just wanted to take a second to talk about Bleach, my history with Bleach, what I like about Bleach, what I dislike about Bleach, because there's a lot on both sides, and whether or not, at the end of the day, would I recommend Bleach. Um, as you guys know, Bleach by Tite Kubo was one of the three pillars of Shonen Jump, Naruto, One Piece, Bleach. It was kind of the golden era of the early to mid-2000s. I was very happy to be able to read all three of those manga weekly as they were coming out. Um, got into Naruto through Toonami. Watched it on Toonami. Watched, you know what? Watched Naruto and One Piece on Toonami. Got into the the animes online, eventually the mangas. Kind of found Bleach a little later. I got really into Bleach a little later. In the 7th and 8th grade, whereas um, I was watching, we were watching Naruto and One Piece in like probably maybe end of 5th grade, definitely the 6th grade. So, I mean, it was only a year or two, but Naruto was kind of the anime awakening in ways, but... What really stuck out to me about Bleach was, I guess I was, I got it. I don't even, I can't even tell you how I got into Bleach. However, Bleach was something that was basically singularly mine. So growing up, we didn't have a lot of friends who were into anime. So I had my brother and my sister, both very into anime. I love them both very dearly, have a great relationship with them. Obviously, Thomas runs the podcast with me. Sarah has been on the podcast. Hi, Sarah. I know you're going to listen to this. Thomas isn't going to, so at least you're here. Um, watched basically all my anime with Thomas. You name it, I watched it with him. Uh, Thomas did not watch Bleach. I, I wish I could tell you why, but he didn't. My, my sister was into Bleach. Hey, Sarah, again, what's up? But I didn't necessarily watch it or read it with her. I feel like we were kind of doing it individually and then lined up. Again, I could be misremembering this. But I felt like I remember a lot of times I was sitting in my basement by myself in front of the family PC because it was before everyone had a computer. And I was watching Bleach. Like, just me. I remember the moment Ichigo saved Rukia. I remember watching the big moments in Bleach. I remember catching up in the manga and taking it. So it was just, I would be able to talk to my brother and sister about everything. And yes, there were times where I could definitely talk to my sister about certain aspects of Bleach. But the specifics and the niches of Bleach, I felt like it was like singularly mine. Like, Bleach was my anime and manga. Thomas wasn't watching it. Sarah wasn't into it as much as me. John wasn't watching it. And those are the only three people I knew back then who watched anime. So I felt like this was like a show that was personally just for me. So I've always had like a deep connection to Bleach because I kind of, it's going to sound weird because the words, the word can be misconstrued and it's not weird. But I feel like I have an intimate relationship with Bleach because it was something that like, whenever something was going wrong or was weird and was bad in my day, I could go to Bleach. Bleach is the only anime manga I got into, I really got into fan fiction for. When I got into high school, I took the test, the high school entrance exam. I felt like I did well. As a celebration for myself, I made a fanfiction.net account and I started writing Bleach fan fiction. Like, that's a very specific thing. As a reward for myself, I started writing Bleach fan fiction when I was 12 or 13. It's just a weird thing. But when I, I think back to Bleach, like a lot, of, a lot of people like Bleach and a lot of people are into Bleach. But in my childhood, I felt like it was, it was mine. Like not every, I was the only one that knew everything about Bleach. I was the only one that could really explain and understand Bleach. That's not necessarily a good thing. And again, I'm going to get into the pros and cons. But like, hey, Ichigo, I just, I just loved him. Like, Kenshin is my boy. I looked up to him as a role model. He was older than me. 
thought he was a great guy but Ichigo I like actually had a crush on as a kid like I love that dude and I still love that dude and it's weird because he's like 17 and I'm 28 now ew gross mop it up but um I just picture that he grew up with me <laughs> but I re Bleach was like it was a moment for me it was a standout moment in anime and it was something that I could really call my own which a lot of times when you're a preteen and an, an early tween teenager you can't really call anything your own and my one thing was bleach I could name every captain every vice captain every division I can name their zampak toes I can name their moves I can tell you what's going on I could list all the espada in order I can't do that now but it was just something that was like bleach was my thing Whereas I am totally a Narutard. I totally grew up with Naruto. But like if I had a pick between Naruto and Bleach, I wouldn't know what to do. Naruto is definitely better holistically and I'll get into that. But Bleach is just like, again, like it's like an intimate thing for me. It's something that like I called my own, which is why I get really defensive about Bleach, which is why Rukia, my queen, is the only profile picture I've ever had on Discord. Um... It's just like really important to me in my childhood and growing up in a lot of ways. I read Bleach I almost 10 years, like eight or nine years I read Bleach. So just like Naruto, just like One Piece. But Bleach was the one thing. I was the only person I knew who was keeping up with Bleach. I was the only person I knew. I couldn't talk to anyone about Bleach. I like only had me and I wasn't like about to go on and talk to strangers on the internet. So Bleach is something that's like very near and dear and close to me. And I don't want any more Bleach. And here's the issue. And here's like the point of the TED Talk. Bleach, I love Bleach. You cannot find a bigger Bleach fan than me. The first, the first two arcs of Bleach, the introduction Katakura arc and the Soul Society arc, is the best part of Bleach. All right. I said it. I love Rukia. She's like what she's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I could say that. She's my favorite female anime character. I'm obsessed with Rukia. She's amazing. She's the damsel in distress in the best arc of Bleach. And I'm fine with that because that arc is so freaking good. Soul Society arc is one of the greatest anime arcs of all time at me. Mop it up. It's got action. It's got character development it's got political intrigue it's got like so much going on there's like the soul society government stuff that's really interesting and fun we've got like a rescue kidnapping mission we've got so many moving parts and so many aspects of this that all comes together and ties up in a beautiful way the soul society arc is the best part of bleach my husband when he started dating me, I was so obsessed with Bleach, he read through the Soul Society arc just to show how much he wanted to date me. He said, hey, you say you really like Bleach. I want to like the things you like. I'm going to start reading Bleach. And he read 180 chapters of Bleach, okay, for me. Like, that is how much Bleach is in my life. Also, shout out to Mikey G. What a guy, right? How can you find a guy like that? Um, that was the best part of Bleach. Bleach then starts to get a little worse. It's hard. Like, it's like, look at Promised Neverland, the manga, not the anime, because there was never a season two of the anime. You have the escape from the house arc, which is the greatest thing you've ever seen. The other arcs are really good, but it just, it's just not, it does not capture the thrill and the excitement of escape, of the escape the house arc. It's the same thing with Bleach. So we have Soul Society, incredible, phenomenal, top-notch. Like, the only issue with that arc is that Ichigo wins all the time, which isn't as much of an issue holistically because in the next arc, all he does is lose. The Visor arc, Ichigo loses the whole time. The Arancar arc, he, the Hekomundo part, he basically loses the whole time. But I digress. It's not as good as Soul Society, but it's still quality. We get the Visors. We get the development. They they have to save Orihime. Woo. At least Ruki gets the fight there. I'm an Ichiruki shipper. So we that's not a part of this conversation though. I'm not talking about the romantic part of Bleach that I enjoy, which I definitely enjoy. 
But the good thing about Bleach is that it is not a romance. Bleach is an action-adventure story. And the romance is kind of just in there and it gets like thrown in at the horrific end, which we're going to get to. But I do not like Bleach because it's a romance. I like Bleach. Well, it's not a romance. I like Bleach because I like Bleach. And it means a lot to me. And I like grew up with Bleach. And I would, I will die on the Bleach Hill. I will drink Bleach for Bleach. Um, anyway, well, enough totally. And I'm going to get there. The Visor arc is worse. But it's still interesting. It's fun. There's a lot going on. Rukia leaves, comes back. We get some new powers. We get some new like power sources, a new group of people. We get some ideas. Orihime the bimbo. And again, I don't hate Orihime. I like Orihime. I don't think she's a great character, but I think she's a very nice girl who deserves a happy ending. It shouldn't be with Ichigo, but that's not me. I don't hate Orihime. She gets taken by her choice to Hekomundo. We, of course, she goes and she's like, oh, they're not going to follow me. You just spent the last arc saving Rukia. Of course we're going to freaking follow you, you bimbo. Anyway, I do like Orihime, but she's just not that smart. We go, we save Orihime. We get into an issue in that arc of Bleach of the Naruto Ninja War from the end of Naruto. Hueco Mundo and the false Karakura town stay with me if you're with me, would have been awesome if it was shorter. It just drags on too long. I remember reading it in high school and being like, we're still, I mean, yeah, Soifon gets a bazooka, but like, come on, what the hell is going on? It was too long. It was too drawn out. It was hard to follow. Obviously not as good as the previous glory of the Katakura and Soul Society arc. Um, and even the Visor arc is good. There are stakes. It's still exciting. We still have some high school shenanigans. Once you get into just like fight after fight after fight, you just, as a viewer, you get exhausted. And Bleach was becoming exhausting at that point. But then we, bit, we beat the big bad guy. Again, I'm avoiding spoilers as much as I can. It literally ends. Ichigo's character ends. He kind of drifts away, again, no spoilers, from the Shinigami world. It is the perfect ending to Bleach. Bleach could have, and if Ichigo got with Orihime then, it would have been made sense because he can't see Rukia anymore. Like, he's away from the supernatural. He sacrificed it to for the common good. His, his name is one that protects. He literally gives up the one thing he loves to protect everyone. It's a great dramatic wonderful end to bleach it should have ended after that arc with the defeat of eisen however the biggest issue with bleach don't at me is that it keeps going they say i'm gonna take a sip of water excuse me i need a coaster they say every great as a joke they say every great anime manga has a time skip Bleach should have never had a time skip. It should have just ended. It should have ended there. If Ichigo and Orihime got married there, that would have been fine because he Rookie is not even an option anymore. Like, everything would have made sense with the current ending of Bleach if it just ended there. But no, it kept going. Mostly in bad ways, in some good ways. Um, 17 months passed. It's a time skip of 17 months. Why 17? I don't know. Ichigo's 17 after 17 months because he starts the series at 15. Again, I love him. Don't worry about it. But whatever, Kubo. Whatever you want to do. Whatever. Um, he doesn't have his powers anymore. He's stuck in this mundane, mundane life. He's tired. He's sick of it. He misses the excitement. A lot of people complain about Ichigo as a protagonist that he doesn't have a goal. Naruto wants to be Hokage, right? Luffy wants to be king of the pirates. He's going to find the One Piece. What does Ichigo want to do? He wants to protect what's in front of him. It's not a grand goal. And a lot of people insult him for this. Like, what is his character development? But I feel like in that respect, Ichigo is the most relatable. Like, I don't want to be president of the United States. I just want to hold on to my small happiness and keep it close to me and, like, be with the ones I care about. And that's what Ichigo wants to do. Ichigo is kind of like the everyman of shonen protagonists. Yeah, like his powers are crazy and his level ups are crazy. And Getsuga Tensho like 
Bankai, whatever. But at the end of the day, Ichigo's just a dude and he wants to keep his friends and family safe. And because he has these powers, weird stuff keeps happening to him and to them. And he's just like, I just want to preserve what is here because I could not do that when I was a child when my mother died. So I just want to preserve what I have. And I think it's not very epic and it's not very exciting, right? He's not going on a grand quest, but in a lot of ways, that's like really common and really noble. Just like holding on to what you have, treasuring it, and trying to make the best of it. And that's what Ichigo wants to do. So I get that he doesn't have the greatest character development of all time, but I can also relate to him more on a human level. Like, it's, it's more like I relate to Naruto not because he wants to be Hokage, right? He wants to be, you know, Ninja King, Pirate King, but he wants to be accepted by his community. He wants to have friends. He wants to have a life. He wants to grow up and feel like he belongs and be something. So after when he defeats Pain, when the village comes around and supports him and throws him up in the air in celebration, like that is basically the end of Naruto's character arc. That is his greatest moment where he really, truly achieves his dream. You don't have to become the president of the United States to be acknowledged and accepted. Like, Naruto hit that in that moment. And yeah, like, seeing his parents later on in the manga is great. He gets that acceptance. And he does eventually become Hokage, which is great. But I feel like that is the pivotal moment in Naruto. That is where he really wins his prize, where he gains everything he's ever wanted. And... Ichigo kind of is working towards that gain. He's not trying to do anything grand. He doesn't want to be anything or do anything. He just wants to protect what he has. And I don't think that's anything to yell at him about. That was kind of a tangent. But again, I'm drinking whiskey. So here I am. Um, anyway, that'd be a good blog post. I should have just written that down and put that out there. Uh, I digress. So... Time skip. Ichigo doesn't have his powers. He's sad. He can't fight hollows. He can't do the thing. Poor baby. They make up the dumbest way to get his powers back, which again, not going to get into because it's stupid. I just entered high school when the Fulbring arc came out. I No, that's a lie. I, uh, I apologize. I just entered college. I was in college when the Fulbring arc came out. And I was so mad. I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever read. It was so dumb. The anime got canceled after airing it. The anime got canceled in like, what? When the anime get canceled? In like 2012, 2013? Because that arc is so stupid. It, March 27, 2012. It got, when I was still in high school. Okay, I'm a liar. I was still in high school March 27, 2012. I was just finishing up my senior year. It was, that arc is so bad. It actually canceled the anime. Like, it was the dumbest shit you've ever seen. Full bring. Yeah, it kind of explains Chad. It kind of explains Orihime, but who cares? Like, no one actually cares. It was so dumb. So here's the thing. And now we're at the present day, right? I love Bleach. Bleach is important to me. I can I can name you every opening and ending to Bleach in order. I can sing you all the songs. I can tell you all the ranks. I can name and list the Zampak Toes. There are two major reasons why I do not want this new season of Bleach. One, because it's bad. Because Bleach should have ended at the defeat of Aizen. Bleach should have ended before the time skip. Thousand Year Blood War. Thousand Year Blood War. It's fine. It's not great. I feel like everyone's really pumped for the season of Bleach. Oh, the Thousand Year Blood War. And I'm really pumped for the season of Bleach because I'm a freaking Bleach fan. And I love my bros. I want to see Ichigo and Renji and Toshiro and Rukia. I want to see Byakuya. I want to see Ukatake. I want to see everyone. I, I want to be reunited with my childhood, right? It's nostalgia. It matters. This arc in Bleach is not very good. It's so convoluted. We throw in, you know, Ichigo was a Shinigami and a Hall. You know what? Let's give him Quincy powers because we're bored. 
let's do something with the Quincy's because we did Spanish in the Arancar arc. Let's go German with the Quincy's. It's just, it's not good. It's not a great arc. And everyone's really excited. And like, I'm, I mean, who doesn't want to see Ruki as Bankai animated? Like, she's my queen. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't care. I'm going to watch it because I love Bleach and it's, it's meaningful to me. But I almost dropped Bleach reading it in college so many times because this arc is not good. The rest of Bleach after the end of Aizen is not good. Bleach is not... Okay, I'm going to get it into double negatives kind of. Bleach is not bad. Bleach is not bad. Is it the worst of the big three? I guess so. I still love Bleach. I'm a little shit. I'm a fangirl. Bleach is not bad, but it gets bad. It decreases in quality. Doesn't mean it's bad. It just gets worse from where it started. Um, and it's prevalent in the final arcs of the show, of the manga. The good thing about this anime, the new season of the anime, is that I don't remember a lot of it because it was bad. So one, they can make it better. And two, I'll be watching it. It'll feel like the first time. I know major plot points but nothing like super crazy. So maybe it'll be like experiencing it for the first time and they'll improve upon it and it'll be better. But this arc of Bleach is not the best part of Bleach. People are like, oh my God, so excited for Bleach. And yes, I'm excited for Bleach to be back. I want to see my bros again. I want to feel like I'm 14 again. I'm excited the powers are fun. The Shinigami, the, the cast of Bleach is amazing. There were literally complaints from other anime studios while they were recording this season of Bleach because this is an 80-person anime cast. Other studios could not record with their voice actors because they were all in Bleach. Bleach is a legacy. There is an, a, a named 80-person cast in this core of Bleach. Because you've got 13 divisions with captains and vice captains. You've got your regular cast. You've got your, you've got, there's so many people in Bleach that production was delayed on other anime because those voice actors were like, yo, I'm getting called back for Bleach. I gotta go because like, I made my mark in Bleach. I have to return. They basically have an entire returning cast. And it, I will post this in the Discord. It legit delayed and there were complaints to Perot Studio because they were stealing other voice actors because they had they had to go record Bleach because you make time for Bleach. You make room for Bleach. Bleach is that important. But the thing is, this arc isn't great. I bet the battles are good, but like the whole point of it, eh, you know? Why are people excited? People are excited to see it in action, right? People are excited to see the action and to be back. But at the end of the day, are the story beats great? Is the plot great? Ugh. Am I going to love it and watch it and fangirl like a mad woman? Yeah, because I'm a fan of Bleach. Because it's I grew up with it and it's important to me. And a lot of my like first experiences with anime are through Bleach. But I'm old enough and I've watched enough anime to know that ugh, it's not a great arc. You know, I hope it's going to be great. I hope they make it great. I hope they change things. I hope they make it exciting and fun. But I did not like watching this final arc. I did not like reading this final arc of Bleach. It could have been because I was in college. I had a lot going on. The ending was so rushed the bleach manga basically got canceled because it wasn't doing well that he just rushed the ending it was just like mid-fight epilogue you barely even see the end of the final fight they just cut to the epilogue because there was like one one chapter left i cried at the end of bleach one because my ship didn't get together two because i was so disappointed because i thought it was that bad a series that i have been reading for like reading and watching and enjoying and thriving and for 12 years I cried at the end because it was god awful and that's not something I want to say about something I love right but there it is the end of Bleach is bad it doesn't matter who you ship it doesn't matter that Ichigo gets with Orihime or Ichigo gets with Rukia it matters to me but it doesn't matter in the long run because Bleach as I said is not a romance 
It's an action-adventure story about a guy that just wants to keep what he has, and it ends like shit. So yeah, I don't... There's a lot of reasons why I love Bleach, and I don't want any more Bleach. I don't want any more Bleach because I love Bleach, and it's taking over my life again. It's all I see on my Twitter feed. I'm back to reading Bleach fanfiction, which is really bad for my mental health, probably. I'm, like, thriving in Bleach. I'm remembering Bleach. I'm re-listening to the music in the openings. I'm getting back into it, but I'm getting back into it to be disappointed because the last arc is not good. It's going to be four cores, non-continuous, which means we've got at least another two years of Bleach. Just And if they follow the manga, you're going to watch two years of Bleach to be fucking disappointed at the end. And this is coming from someone who in the prime of Shonen Jump, would say they liked Bleach the best out of Naruto and One Piece. Easily, out of my three best friends, me, my brother, and John, Thomas loved One Piece, John loved Naruto, and I loved Bleach. We used to do, like, pirates versus ninjas versus death gods. Like, we were into it. I am the biggest Bleach fan you could possibly meet, and I am telling you, if they stick with the manga, you are going to be disappointed in the end of Bleach. And maybe I'm harsh, and maybe I'm crazy, and maybe I'm just drinking whiskey. But it's a disappointment. And I don't know what to tell you. And people are excited for it. And I don't know how to break the news to them that the the end of Bleach is bad. Maybe that, But the only hope that I have is that maybe they'll make it better. Maybe they'll take the time. Maybe they'll talk to Kubo, tell him what he really wanted before it got semi-canceled. And maybe the anime will make it better. But unfortunately, I'm going to take a sip of my water before I keep going. There's not a lot to say. I love Bleach. It's important to me. It doesn't change the fact that the end is bad. Yeah. Love Bleach. Love Ichigo. Chad always dies in every fight. He doesn't die. He just gets beat. Ishida's fun. Rukia... Should have gotten more chances to shine. She should have been more important. Ichigo and Rukia, even though they may not be romantically involved, they are soulmates. They can, they are the faces of Bleach. They are so important. Or Ime has cool powers. They develop them a little in the Hueco Mundo with like the rejectability. Doesn't actually mean anything in the end. The society in Bleach is super good. The music is great. The fights are awesome. Like I used to think about what Zanpak Toe I would have. I named it like. I love Bleach, and I'm going to be disappointed when it ends because this is not a good part of Bleach, and I feel bad saying that. There are filler seasons of Bleach that are better than the final season of Bleach that's going to come out. I did not watch a lot of, well, Bleach is one of the weird ones. I watched a lot of it. I watched through the Bount um, filler arc. Through some of the visors, I think I stopped like when they went to Hueco Mundo because I didn't have the time anymore because I was in high school. Ooh, ah. And I had to start reading it just to save time. But I was caught up in Bleach. I remember the end of the Aizen arc when Rukia disappears from Ichigo. I remember I read that Wednesday mornings before going to high school and I was like, emotional damage. Like, I really love that show and it really means a lot to me. And I could tell you so much about it, like specific moments in my life that I can relate back to to Bleach. And I'm telling you, the end of Bleach is bad, even from the biggest fan. So I'm sad because I love Bleach, but I don't want any more of it. I don't want it to come back into my life so it can disappoint me again. (sighs) And that's the Bleach Ran. One of the first songs, anime songs I learned on the flute when I was in middle school was Hokiboshi, which is, I, it's an ending in Bleach. It might be like the third ending of Bleach. I'm a god! It's the third ending of Bleach! I literally said that. I'm going to link that in the Discord right now. The third ending of Bleach is the first anime song I ever learned on the flute. I just like, there's so much of Bleach that I love from my childhood and then growing up. It's like growing up with Naruto. Naruto was 12 when I was 12. Naruto was 16 when I was 16. Naruto's an adult when I'm an adult. Like, it's crazy. Like, 
I grew up with Ichigo. Like, we grew up together, and his life just sucks now, and it's not fair to him. It's not fair to anyone. But, yeah, be excited about Bleach. You won't be able to watch it anyway, because Disney Plus has it. Bleach is good. So the end of at the end of the day, would I recommend Bleach? Oof, I didn't even think about it. I would. I would recommend Bleach. I would still, even after that rant, even after how bad the last two slash three arcs are of the original Bleach, I would recommend Bleach. I think it's worth it for the beginning and the middle. It's worth it for Katakoda and Soul Society. And then by that point, you're so attached to the characters because it's great character writing. And it's an amazingly wonderful and diverse cast. There's a lot of great character writing and character designs. Tite Kubo is so freaking stylish. The best drip in Shonen Jump is Bleach and Yu Yu Hakusho. And you can come talk to me later about it. But that's the best drip in Bleach. It is so stylish. Each character really stands out on their own. You get so attached. It's like what happened to me. You get so attached to the characters and their personal stories that you don't even really care. You just want, it's like Final Fantasy 15, right? You care about the characters so much, you're just on the ride with them. It doesn't even matter how it ends or what they do. So I would still recommend Bleach. If you don't want to watch all of it or read all of it, read through Soul Society. If you really like Soul Society, read to, the, read to before the time skip, but do not read past it because, because it is a literal waste of your time. The only good thing about post time skip is that the art gets really slick, really sleek, really awesome. But Kubo like stops caring halfway and stops drawing backgrounds in like the last arc. If you reread the the Thousand Year Blood War, right? Everyone's hyped about the Thousand Year Blood War. There's like no background designs. It's just characters. Even at the end of the uh, False Katakura Town War. They're fighting in the sky. There's just no backgrounds. It's like he totally like signed off. It's very weird, especially from such a slick, stylish, sexy. Like all the characters are like so suave. Like it's a really fun, fun character designs, fun show. And watching it just like reduce itself to nothing is probably the worst part of Bleach. But again, I've been talking for a long time. Thomas can't talk to me about Bleach. My sister can talk to me about Bleach. But how we're disappointed in it. But Bleach was good. I wrote a lot of Ichiruki fan fiction in middle school. I did. It's good. They're really good characters. I love them. Even though they're not together. Even though I'm still upset about it. I'm happy I met them. Like I'm happy I know them. And that's weird to say about fake people, but here we are. Everyone's got characters that mean something to them. And most of the characters in Bleach mean something to me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the new season, even though I know I'm not going to like it, unless they somehow make it great, which is still on the table. They could make this arc work for me, but who's to say? And that's my rant. Watch Bleach, even after that horrific review. Watch Bleach. Watch the first part of Bleach. The Soul Society arc is one of the greatest arcs in anime. Period. Not even a context, contest. Not saying it's the greatest one, but like top 10. It has so much going on. It's so exciting and wonderful. And it's just, it's just great. I love Bleach. I love Ichigo. I love Rukia. I love everyone. And yeah, my throat is dry from talking by myself for over an hour. Another sip of water. Mmm. Two big sips. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So yeah, that's it. I'm done. Literally, I just picked up my phone. My lock screen is Rukia, and my home screen is a different picture of Rukia. I just don't want Bleach to come back into my life because I don't want to be disappointed again and again and again because it could have done great things and it just shat itself in the shower and like I don't know what to do it's been so long since it's ended and I still don't know what to do but it's all good
guys, thanks for being here. If you stuck around to the end of this ramble, thank you so much for being here. I love Bleach. If you ever want to talk to me about Bleach, hit me up. I don't remember a lot of it. It was a long time ago. I, again, barely remember the last arc. It could totally surprise me in the long run. But hated it. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm done. On that positive note, watch Bleach or don't watch Bleach. It doesn't matter. As long as you're an anime fan, you are important. Thank you so much for being here. Hopefully Thomas or someone else will be back with me. But if not, that's okay, too. Just happy to be able to have this, have this community and talk about stuff. So this has been Mary from your favorite weekly anime podcast, Anime Double Play. And I'll uh, catch you on the flip side. It is September. Enjoy it. It's the last week of summer. Enjoy it. Have a great weekend. I'm going to an Oktoberfest, so I'm going to go drink some more. It's going to be great. Um, watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Watch Spice and Wolf. I promise I'll be caught up in that by next time we speak. And yeah, love you guys. Talk to you later. Really appreciate you being here. Peace out. <laughs>